What up, everybody? This is your boy Bumps, Cleveland, Ohio, God over money, and you are tuned in right now with Rapzilla's very own Pin Game 101. Uh, yeah. Check the Pin Game, check the Pin Game. Got your favorite rappers going insane. Then we run the gauntlet like the end game. So what you waiting for? Check the Pin Game. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Justin Sarachik, editor-in-chief of RapZilla.com, and I am back again with my boys from Pen Game 101, and today we are going to break down the pen of Bumps Inf. And of course, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Cutright and Luke DiMarzio. Eli cannot be here today, so just Eli and Luke have been flip-flopping, but it's okay. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm, I'm, I'm dependable. I'm the dependable one. He's constant, yeah. Cut, cut right is dependable and 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 i'm i'm i always have to be here uh, so never leave yeah i can't i can't leave i'm trapped here but uh we're super excited to talk with bumps the chaos is beautiful project is crazy dope it's super long so we have a lot to discuss and get into so cut right why don't you start us off with the pen oh yes 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 so look first track we're doing is licentia now, I dig how the music comes in. It almost makes it feel cinematic, like John Wick in slow motion, like, you know what I mean? Well, that's the Matrix. Like, before he about to, like, get down to business, then Bumps comes in with a full head of steam here, touching on what listeners have gotten from him in the past and hitting at what they can expect from the project as well. In the second verse, he goes from throwing jabs to throwing full-fledged haymakers, showing why, in my opinion, He's considered one of the top tier pins in the game. The second song is Sophistry featuring Dayton. And uh, man, I really feel like at the beginning of this, there was a lot of tension in the instrumental. Uh, the beat comes in, but doesn't really punch you in the face right away. I really like the, the way that makes me feel. Um, there's a lot of room in the beat. Um, and I feel like this is a theme that happens throughout the whole project. Is it seriously just these instrumentals are just setting it up so that you can hear the lyrics, you know? And uh, so Dayton comes in um, following the same pattern that Bumps leads off with. Um, and they're both pausing after their punchlines. There's a lot of punchlines on this album too. Uh, I just feel like this is a really strong song. I felt like this was, yeah, just kind of handed off from that first song really well. And then, um, and then like, I feel like with Spaz, the song three, it even elevates even more. There's a trap beat here. What's interesting, though, I look at this. Uh, so Monster Tarver, Swayze, Jonathan Baker, and Drew Legendary are all on this with bumps. And you look at it, and you're like, okay, it's a it's a posse cut. It's a, it's a cypher. And usually there's, like, some crazy beat or something to it with a bunch of layers, you know, and it just goes crazy. It was, like, the most simple beat I've heard for a posse cut, like, ever. But I thought it was actually really cool. I liked how it was different. Um so I felt like because it was like that, there was just a lot of room to digest the lyrics. Um, I just felt like his punchlines galore, just like left and right, just getting hit by the, the fun. It's really fun. It was a fun listen, this song. Similes and different textures throughout. Um, Monster Tarver, though, I thought he stole the show on this. I thought he had the best uh, verse. Um, he's just a problem. Such uh, and like I said, it's just a different instrumental for a cipher, so all these kind of things stand out whenever you're only allowed to just listen to the lyrics. Um, and uh, what else did I have to say? Uh, yeah, it's just a lot of lyrical prowess on display. Yeah, this is just a really cool, fun listen. 
Thanks, bro. Like one thing that I agree with the track, like because it was so simple, it allows the artists to really display their skills. Right. Lesson on like a lyrical like roller coaster. You know what I'm saying? Like this joint came on and bumps in his first verse, he was like Leonidas, like this is part time. He kicks right. the beat, yeah. You know I mean, into the pit and Mustard Tarver and the rest of the dudes is waiting at the bottom just to like, <laughs> you know what I mean, rip it to shreds. You know what I'm saying? Like that. And it was crazy. Yeah. Bro, you know what I'm saying? So I, I I really, I really dug how they did that too. Uh, but on to the next one. Now was DeGracia. I hope they're saying that right. DeGracia. You know what I'm saying? And this brother here is pouring his heart out on this mug. Like it feels like a therapy session and a PSA, like at the same time. Uh, the one thing I've really come to love about Bumps the last few projects, that he has no problem being honest and vulnerable about his shortcomings. Yet through these moments of transparency, he continues to push forward despite the anchors that he's been tied to. And said, the part that stood out for me the most out of the journey, it was toward the end. He said, everything I do in music, I do for God. It shouldn't change if the stage or the approval's gone. You know what I mean? And that joint like, hit me because so, so many in the genre in the past, like Bumps, he signed to, to GOM, I believe, in 2012. It's almost a decade he's been riding, you know what I mean? With Wet Bezel, you know what I mean? GOM riding on the rim, you know what I mean? And in that time, we saw so many uh, who are in the genre like leave because the approval stopped or because they stopped getting fans and they was, you know what I mean? They really were, were almost like chasing success. And if the success didn't come, then they were like, screw everything. He was like, if the approval's gone, I'm still here to uh, to 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 worship the Lord, to seek His approval. Everything I do is as unto Him. You know what I mean? So that was one. And then he followed that up with the diner, and I love the diner because I'm fat. They serve shrimp and grits there sometimes, chicken and waffles, depending on the time you get there. You know what I mean? But diner, but this record um, is 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 one. It's step one. It's part one of a, of a of a of a, a different dynamic on this album. It's super dope, it's creative. I really dug how he came from the perspective of a homeless person. I'm just trying to live the day to day. I mean, get writing it in a way that causes us, the listener, to be very empathetic while unconsciously reminding some and convicting others about how we've treated the least of these uh, in our lifetime. I mean, homelessness is a growing problem in this country and bumps effortlessly, effortlessly puts the listeners in their shoes. De gratia means uh, by the grace of God, by the way. Oh, snap. I'm sorry, bro. I that adds another, that. another layer into the track for you. Bro, that's it. What? That's reading Rainbow right there, bro. Level it up. <laughs> so one thing I noticed about this album is the absence of hooks and choruses. Like, he doesn't need a hook. He doesn't need a chorus. Um, and so when we get to change, it's the first time you hear... Oh, at least for me, I was like, oh, this is a song. This is a complete song. Um, yeah, it's just really crazy. I, I really like the uh, instrumental on this one. I like the progression to the beat. It feels like uh, Jay-Z a little bit, speaking of no hooks, I guess. But uh, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure this is the first track with a chorus. And so I really like it. Evan Ford did his thing on there, just really smooth. It fits with the rest of the song. Like, it shows that Bumps can be a songwriter, too. I mean... Obviously, we know he's a lyricist, but I really appreciated. Okay, now we got like something that feels like a song. I appreciated that. So the next one is pressure, which is what I'm feeling right now. You know what I'm saying? This is one that I feel all of us can relate to in some form or fashion. 
Albert Bunks, like he has not only the pressure that comes along with being an artist, he's also a part of one of the biggest labels in the genre. He's also a, a, a parent, you know what I'm saying? Uh, with that comes high expectation to deliver uh, music that helps raise his brand by keeping the standards set by his label mates. Also trying to be a good dad, you know, make sure that you, you get them, them, them chicken nugget happy meals, you know what I'm saying, on deck. Apple slices and the milk, you know, you gotta, you know what I mean? Let's, let's get the mighty kids, you know, that late, you gotta check your pocket for the mighty kids, you know what I'm saying? But whether in the workplace or around friends or in the music industry, we all feel some sort of pressure uh, to live up to others' expectations. And Bumps addresses that feelings while declaring that he chooses to run at his own pace. Uh, rather, and his message is that hopefully it encourages the listeners to do the same, surrendering it all to the father. Hey, now you get to hear me talk about a track. Thanks, Eli. So the, <laughs> so the next track is Word to Remember featuring Evan Ford. This beat is crazy. and It kind of makes you think like it's going to be this grungy like hip hop song, but it actually takes a little bit of a lighter turn, especially with the hook. And it's, you know, it's a small hook as, as Luke was saying, like, there's like no hooks or there's like really tiny, like instead of a looped hook, it's just like one time. So uh, it's interesting because Bumps is kind of rapping cliches, but not that his rapping is cliche. It, the things that he's saying, like the adages that people say to encourage and uplift, you know, and on and on, he hits them with rhymes. Like, don't you ever quit. Two wrongs don't make a right. Um, the only you that can control your life is you. If God is for you, who is against you? So he kind of just hits on all these positive, like affirmation cliches and catchphrases. And that's the premise of the whole track. And then so the following up with that is the waitress. Now this bro stitch this joint together so crazy. Like this time, Bums gives us the perspective of the waitress who serves the homeless man from a couple of songs ago, paying a backstory to the interaction that she has with the homeless man from earlier, right? Now, this is storytelling at its finest as he widens the lens. He went from here, you know what I mean, to here, that get that, that 4K IMAX version, you know what I'm saying? Um, so he just widens the lenses on the life of the average restaurant employee, uh, painting a picture of the burden that she herself has to carry and how the presence of the homeless gentleman affects her household, her income, creating a passive, a passive aggressive experience that they continue to have with one another. I feel like that this is truly amazing storytelling from both sides. Yeah. And then we got God, though, featuring Jared Sanders. I was a little like, oh, man, Jared's not flowing on this. He's just singing. He's just doing his singing thing. He's been doing that a lot, though. I, I like it. I appreciate it. That's like kind of his roots. But, man, we know he can flow. I, it would have been really cool to hear him flow on this. I thought this was a really fun beat. Um, I thought, though, at this point, I'm like, I know what to expect from Bumps as far as his performances go. I feel like um, on his past projects, He's done a lot different. He's been more versatile with his flow, with his performance. Like, you know, we get some double time from him sometimes, you know. Um, I feel like it's kind of the same kind of performance on everything, just different tracks underneath everything. So I feel like I'm running out of energy at this point. Um, I really thought Jared's hook was really good, though. I just wanted him to bust a flow. So I, I thought this song was good overall, but um, I'm just starting to lose some energy here. Then we go, we go from that song into Trauma. And uh, I thought it was cool. Like, again, it's not really a hook. This is like a soundbite of a psychologist explaining 
psychological trauma, and we hear a little bit of it as we go throughout the song. Um, it just really sounds like Bumps is dealing with a traumatic childhood. Um, the rhyme scheme in these verses is just insane. I wanted to go back and like decipher everything, but I'll just leave that up for the listeners. If you're listening right now, check out this rhyme scheme on this song. This is insane. I really thought it was dope. I love... Um, this is the deepest track, I think, so far on the thing, um, on this project. Deepest track on this project, but it's also probably the tightest rhymes on the project. Usually, the deeper tracks kind of forsake the tight rhymes for um, what the point they're trying to get across. But he went the other way, and I really appreciated that. Um, there's no hook again, but it's the crazy song. I thought, yeah, this is actually so as uh, I lost energy in that last song, and now I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm awake again. This is great. So for the third time, we have Evan Ford on a track, Hate to Love You. He again kills the hook on, a, on this project. And like all the others, it's, it's super brief. But Bumps here is rapping about addiction. And he's speaking to the addiction, saying that I hate that I love you. And the addiction will always let you down, but God will not. So you can call on God. And this song, I, I listened to it a couple of times before it sort of resonated what it was about and where it was going. And then once it did, I was like, yeah, this song is really dope. If Things Were Different, featuring Bizzle. Uh, it starts out with a vocal sample, ooh, at the top. I really like that. Easy piano, laying chords underneath. Bizzle starts out with the hook. Introspective song about not having a dad, or parents even, for that matter. He's looking back at his life and playing the if game, though. So I feel like it's a game that we all play. You know, like, hey, looking back at this. If that hadn't happened, what would if then what would have happened to me? You know, and so the kind of where he arrives is just he knows that because of how uh, his life is, how his parents' life went, and then how his life went, that's been passed down to his kids, w whether he likes it or not. And so it's just kind of dealing with that. But I feel like it's a it's a circular thing. It's going to constantly happen. Like everybody's going to have the if then, um, and we just got to know that we're covered by the grace of God, and he's he's got us the whole way. Um, it's a really deep song. It's really, for me, I, I got kind of emotional hearing him reflect on how his parenting is affected by the people who were never there or the people who let him down. And so I just really, I thought that was, I thought it was a really good, deep song. It hit me in the soul. The next joint is The Owner. Now this joint has turned into the CH8 version of Trapped in the Closet. He was like, it was the owner, 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 you know what I'm saying? It was the three part three. Right here, you know what I'm saying? Now this whole time, you've highlighted the, the uh, homeless patron uh, and the server, uh, but this one hit home for so many because this is uh, current, having so many businesses being shut down this past year due to COVID. Um, the owner who not only has to carry the burden of letting his employees know that their main source of income will soon no longer exist, and the homeless patron who will have no more place, uh, no 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 place to eat, uh, but also carrying the 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 heartbreak of uh, the legacy that his family passed down over the decades now ending due to uh, the economy and coronavirus and things of that nature. Uh, this was an inside look of what hundreds of thousands of business owners went through as COVID swept the nation over this past year. And the way it was weaved in and out of the album were done, done massively connecting all three songs, uh, the homeless man, the waitress, uh, and the owner saying how all these things are, are affected and how, how you know everything that we go through 
uh, is, 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 is tangled together and interweaved. You know what I'm saying? It was really, really beautiful done. It was a tapestry of lyricism. Yeah. I wanted to say something about this. Um, there's an old Christmas song that Trans-Siberian Orchestra did back in the day. This is going to date me a little bit, but this song is called The Old City Bar. And it kind of follows this same thing. And it's a three-part story about a diner and a homeless person that comes in. And then the uh, the bartender actually, you know, helps them. And then the owner's watching the whole thing. Like, it's kind of like, it, it's interesting how this is like the hip-hop version of that. So I thought it was dope. Anyway. You should ask him about that when he comes say, You should ask him about it. All right. Um, all right. So the next track is called Circles. And Circles has bumps talking about going through the motions, regrets, failed dreams, the conversations that many of us have had with ourselves when we have those failed expectations. Um, he makes the comparison of being like the Israelites wandering, which is like such an, an extreme example. But you know, like we always make such a big deal of our problems in our life. In our head, it's like the biggest thing in the world. But you know, there are so many other people that have things that are way beyond what we're experiencing at that time. But for us, it's the worst thing on the planet. It's it's the Israelites wandering in the desert for 40 years. So I thought that was cool because that was very relatable because we've all been there. Then we got Despero. Is that, did I say it right? Uh, it's got like a Western vibe to it, like a spaghetti Western kind of thing with the acoustic guitar. Um, feel like Antonio Banderas is going to show up or something. I don't know. Uh, the first song has some really, the first uh, verse has some dope lines to it. The beat comes in halfway through, which kind of adds some, enhances it a little bit. And then he relies on some ad libs and echoes um, to enhance his performance. I really appreciated that. I feel like this is this whole project needed a little more of that to kind of wake me up at least. Maybe I'm just uh, set in my ways. But um, I thought it was a really dope song. There's still no hook. And then this last verse, he goes like Slim Shady. Like he goes crazy, like telling this story about his dad in the hospital but it's like really emotional. Like he's going coming from the diaphragm with this. It reminds me of like early Slim Shady stuff. And it's probably the first time that I felt like he felt like that. I felt like he was himself, you know, bumps what I expected. And then he kind of, he had this other level, this other persona that he adds at the end of this song. So I thought it was dope. It was crazy. And the final track is Don't Let Me Go featuring Drew Weeks. The beat makes this feel like a closer. The song is like the altar call at the end of his service. He's given a benediction and, and laying out sin in layman's terms and then telling you how to come to the Father. It's powerful stuff and the perfect thing to close out an album that's about trauma and despair and looking to God. And he gives that answer right at the end. He doesn't leave you like on that low like some artists do where it's just like it's down, down, down. When do we get up? We don't. Um, so Bumps lets us have that up before we leave. All right, everyone. So now we are here with Bumps Inf, the last member of GOM that that I've met. Uh, apparently, him and Cutright are best friends because he's already making tons of jokes. He doesn't even have to warm up. So this could be terrible for everybody, honestly, or super entertaining. Um, so, of course, we're, we are in the, the best part, I think, of the show, the game portion where we get to test the pen and the knowledge of our artists on the spot. So cut right, our first game is called Build a Bar. 
Let Bumps know what's happening with that. All right, Bumps, so check it out, bro. You uh, upper echelon, you MC. You upstairs somewhere in the attic searching for old family photos, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to the lyricism. So what's going to happen is the way that we do the uh, Builder Bars, I'm going to give you a word. And you, and you just got to rhyme with the word. You could, you know what I mean? You could keep the rhyme going two bars, three bars, four bars, however big you want to build it. You want to build a tower of Babel with the bars. You could do it. We here for it. You know what I'm saying? The question is, are you ready? I'm about to disappoint a whole lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. I mean, hey, look, bro, look, we've, we've had, we've had now AI, AI and Angie, Yo, they was they was repping shots. The ladies is out there like Destiny Child. One day, you know what I'm saying? They out there said, but I've man, a full Destiny's, of- Destiny's Child is rappers, right? Oh, oh yes, man. Yeah. yes. They so are, just one, are. one like one, um, just one word, or I got to like freestyle, or how? Oh did- yeah, yeah. So it's it's just one word. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Like, you know what There's I'm saying? Been- so I'm gonna give you a word. There's a little different approach that you can take to this, though. Like, it's called build a bar. So, like, if you don't feel super comfortable just trying to go off the dome, you could show us how you would build a bar around that term. Or I don't be trying to cheat, bro. That's the training saying, wheels, bro. That's what Wanda did, training and wheels. it worked. I, okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Nah, bro. Yeah, but not my cuss on accident. Like, trying to freestyle <laughs> We Listen, we can edit. We'll just let you know that once once AI got on here, she set the bar. And then Angie oh, came on and then Angie came on and, and she lifted the bar. And then we have propaganda who like kept the bar going. So he also needed help of uh, editing some things. So. Yeah, yeah. I got it. <laughs> all right. All right. No doubt. I'm gonna try to put my AirPods in the seat. Bro. Yeah. All right. Word. So the first word is scorpion. Scorpion. Oh man. I'm out. I'm 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 eliminated immediately. You should have just gave me orange. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Power Ranger morphing in. <laughs> and do I change the word? I mean, yeah, yeah, you could go. You can keep going. You should have you should have you should have like gave me an example real quick. Like oh, where we just all I'll say one so word like, and yeah. All right, the so word I, is bumps. The word is bumps for you, cut right. Give him the example with bumps. Hey, yeah, yo, look, I'm on the line with bumps. Never clearly in the booth, he be trying to give them lumps, but some lady lovely humps from Gwen Stefani. <laughs> Finna call my mommy, eat salami. Of us talk about Scorpion, the Sub Zero. I go to Subway and order me a Sub Hero. Okay. But I just keep going like that, or I'm supposed to pass I mean, it back to the No, you, you can, because can, I could throw, I could, I could, I'll throw the next word. We got words lined up. So when you finish, if you could just give us full, full bars with Scorpion. You give you throw the next line and you can build it. You know what I mean? It's builder bars, construction. We out here built Bob the Builder with the bars. <laughs> Bob the Builder. I heard your mom's a killer. Mm. Give me another word. <laughs> Not some <So> killer. <laughs> word Balenciaga. Oh, Balenciaga. I heard your pen is hotter. Your girl's wearing some Finny Pradas. I'm not even sure if that's a brand. Or <laughs> <laughs> right, banana split. Banana split. Seen your ex-boyfriend's face. Your man was hit. Ooh. Check. <laughs> Only rep for Jesus. Yo, the lamb is it. Ah, okay, okay, okay. All right. Tiger Zord. Tiger Zord. 
this guy was bored when he thought of that word. Looking at this screen, my eyes are sore. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo, yo, I, I was waiting on another word. <laughs> oh, well, oh, man, I thought you were about to jump back in. I smack DVD. Smack DVD. Yo, seen some dude smoking crack and PCP. He was whack, but he sees me and asks me for change. I'm like, I can't because the rain. Plus, I, have, I don't carry cash. It's the same. What an excuse. We almost do Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Just caught a splinter toe. Er. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm trying to do triple, triple syllables here. <laughs> triple untimers and stuff. Yo. Somebody said I was Bizzle's holder or I mopped the floors at GOM and got to get on my grizzle. Hold her. This is my newborn baby. I need a new word. This one sucks. Beluga whale. But is that even a real thing? <laughs> yes, a beluga whale is real. A beluga whale. Dude is frail. I move like snails, slow and calculated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, last word. Chaos is beautiful. The chaos is beautiful. My day offs is my day offs unusual. <laughs> the payoffs is huge. You would think with an album name that I would have thought of this already. Like this is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I go to the uh, well, I go to the nail salon and I'm shave off the cuticles. Yeah. Oh, shave off the cuticles! <laughs> yo, exactly. You're way better at this. Ah, uh, bro, great, bro, bro. Yo, it's it's good time, man. Playing, bro. Yo, I appreciate you. You have completed the building and passed building code. Smack the A on the AM saying thank you for playing. Justin, tell him what he's won, butterex. You won uh, arbitrary points. Like whose nice. line is it anyway? <laughs> that's what that's what you want, <laughs> um, man. It at least you know you had a ton of fun. I think you've had the most fun, actually, more so than anyone doing that. Um, oh as man, and I'm like feeling still kind of nervous too. As you uncomfortable as you for felt. the rest of the day, like, I'm 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 still starting to get loose here. You know. You may, maybe we'll have to come back. Man, when, when you were rhyming uh, Balenciaga and you said something about your girls wearing Prada, I thought you, I was like, he's got to go with Lady Gaga. Girl wearing something <laughs> like Lady Gaga. Boys, At least you ain't wearing meat like Lady Gaga or something like but that. But your mom suck like a baby baba. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Cutright's trying to get a feature on the next album, apparently, because he's, 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 he's doing a good job. I think he rewrote or pre-wrote all these. Yeah. <laughs> like a baby's baba crying out loud, screaming for mama. All right. Ooh. So let's all right. So let's all go. Right. So this is so now this this is testing uh your your actual knowledge about things. And these these are kind of like categorized uh specially towards you. So this is the trivia game. Let's go. Are are you good at trivia? Can't say that I am, brother. I'm gonna <laughs> set the bar low and then you know what I mean? Perfect. Over delivered, hopefully. Perfect. All right. So your 2015 album was called Man vs. Machine. Can you name five movies where the plot was a man against machines? Terminator. Does that count? 
iRobot. Uh, no, that would be would would Independence Day count? Would UFOs or were those machines? No, are these? Is there? There's like this isn't. There's no room for uh, nuance here. This has got it. Like you, you probably got a, a set of qualified answers, right? That are acceptable. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm sure that there's a whole bunch that we missed, but yeah, aliens do not fit the bill. What was that movie with uh the dude who played Wolverine? But he was like, uh, would Avatar count? You know, I thought about that. What do, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think it counts. Okay, yeah, we'll, gi- yeah. we'll give you that one. That's My three. Man. He's inside the machine, you know. To right, go. right, right. Yeah. So I was thinking of the, uh, I just, it was called like, um, he, it was kind of like Avatar. Remember, it was a Hugh Jackman. Remember with the, uh, he was controlling the, the big, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Transformers, that's got to be one, right? Take and then, that one. Yeah, the, yeah. Kinda, Hugh Jackman okay. with the. All right, let me hold on. Let me just so so I'm not like uh uh what what do I got four? Yeah. Uh man versus machine. Ah, uh, what it, I thought it was called hands of steel. But, but am, am, is that not correct? Nobody knows what I'm talking about, huh? Well, I, I know. I'm just I'm just waiting for you to drop. <laughs> Would it, if I if I thought of the name of the movie, would it qualify though? That would have to qualify, right? Nah, because it's, it's robots boxing each other. It's not no man versus machine. Oh, no. you're right. You're right. You're right. But I mean, it's a man behind. All right, I'm gonna just yell into that four. There's a real. <laughs> come on, there's a real obvious one. I'll give you the year. Uh, 99, 98-99. Ooh, one of my favorite years. Uh, a pair of siblings directed the movies. Bill and Ted. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, think, think of Bill and Ted. 99? Yeah. Think of Bill and Ted? Back to the Future? What? No. Two sequels. Two sequels to this world. That would be Back to the Future, but it's not It's not Back to the Future. It's three. Uh, they, they did three sequels. Well, it's a, they well, did a trilogy. Two, two sequels to... The Matrix. The Matrix. Yeah, yes! That okay. should have been the first one. That, that movie was like... It's Kelly all man versus machine. Yeah. yeah, so we had wow. Terminator, Universal Soldiers, iRobot, Toy Soldiers, Matrix, Robocop, Blade Runner would, would have been Robo- another one. Wow. Okay, all right. I'm I'm actually shocked that I got more than three. Like, that's, okay. I, I impressed well, myself. There you go. All right, <laughs> question two. The Cleveland Indians have the longest championship drought in sports. What year was their last championship won? Oh, we, uh... Nin- 1906? No. 1918? No. 1930? I, I, 1946. Oh, so close. 45? Close. Oh, went the wrong way. 48. <laughs> All right. 48. Yeah, there we go. 48. Okay, okay. Luke, I mean, 06 was, I mean, uh, 1906 was the Cubs, right? That was their 08, draft? 08 was the 08. Cubs. Yeah. 08 Yo, was the- is it the, it's all sports now? All of sports. Yeah. Sad. At least they've been there. At, the Cubs fan tells me it's sad. <laughs> I, I think. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But, he, but he knows my pain, you know, up until oh, a few 100%. years ago. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm a yeah. Mets fan, too. It's not rosy. It's not very rosy for us, either. Um, when was their last? Uh, 86. I wasn't alive, so I haven't seen much. All right. What are what are the names of all the Ohio teams of the four major sports? All Ohio teams. I'll, I'll take 
I'll take it. I'll take uh, at least one from every sport of the four majors. Four majors being baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. And hockey. I feel like hockey's not even a major sport in Ohio. It's. I was gonna say, but it would be the Columbus. Uh, well, no, mm-hmm. Columbus Crew would work too, right? Because they're they're obviously the, you got the Browns, the Indians, and the cast. Uh, Cincinnati Reds. Really, man, the Buckeyes are like dang near number two up here. Um, Castle Rock with the Buckeyes sometimes more than they do the Tribe, like or the Indians and the Cavs, really. But because it's a football town. But wait, so which ones are counting, or those all count? You got them all, man. I'll give it to you. Yeah, the Reds, the Indians, the Bengals, the Browns, the Cavaliers, the Blue Jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. All right, what superhero was created by Jerry Siegel in Cleveland, Ohio? Wow. I don't even know who Jerry Siegel is. I didn't either, but apparently he did something very important for superheroes. Hmm. It's probably some trash too, bet like like uh <laughs> some something weird, man. Or you know, no one knows. It's like what? Is no, no, it's 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 a it's an important one. What uh can you give me the universe? DC or Marvel? DC. Mm, Jerry Siegel. Flash? Superman. Superman was created. Yo, are you serious? Ohio. Yep. Man, you're educating me right now, bro. <clears throat> well, let's to be fair, I, I didn't know the answer to this <laughs> until I was preparing for this. So I was I was learning as well. <laughs> That's really dope though. Like I will take that yeah. and brag about it for the rest of my life. Now. Yeah, we, we got Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you <laughs> we need an Indian championship here, guys? We made Superman. <laughs> we made Superman. <laughs> All right. What band made a song and phrase about Ohio famous and what's the song called? Uh, goodness. Uh, Mid 2000s. Band. What, 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 so it's what? Hardcore band. It's like a post hard. It's like a hardcore post hardcore band. They made Ohio famous. Well, their song. Their song is famous for being about Ohio. The the we're not Detroit song. We're not Detroit. No. 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 Oh, I'm thinking of like the parody song that went. No, it's a, it's a legit. It was like a huge like rock song, like the 04, 05 ish. Mm, that's like post grunge too. Um, I don't, I don't have a clue. All right, the band is called Hawthorne Heights, and the song is Ohio is for Lovers. Interesting. Never, yeah. never heard that song. No, I haven't. I haven't. I thought, uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys even knew what I was talking about when it, with the, <laughs> there was a, I, at first I was, I was thinking of the, uh, remember the Drew Carey show? Yeah. I thought you, the, the intro there, well, they're talking about Cleveland, but Cleveland Rock, and he yeah. kind of took that. Yeah. Yeah. Then there was another one that, uh, that blew up. It was like, a, uh, it was, a, it was real funny, but it was talking about like our, you know, we're, we're basically, the laughing stock of the world, you know what I mean? At the end of the song, we're like, we're not Detroit. Like, you know, just to like kind of take a stab at yeah. the one city we might be a little better than. So I guess people in Ohio already knew that Ohio was for lovers. Maybe that's why the song, the song didn't connect with you. But Justin, uh, I listened to that song. I had that song on repeat. That song was a good song. 
Hawthorne Heights. I've never heard that song. I got to look it up. Like, What does Triple D mean for Dayton? Pause. (laughs) Pause. Pause three times. I don't know. I don't know what Triple D means. He was just Dayton by the time he got to the squad. So it's... it, it stands for Dayton the Destroyer, which he oh, said, which he said was named after uh, a wrestler who had a similar name um, in an interview with me. But then I revealed to him that that actually wasn't the guy's name. So it, it sort of shattered. He's like one soul. of my best friends. And I had no idea. That- well, I shattered his reality because I was like, dude, that wasn't the wrestler's name. But you know, it's 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 his whole it's his whole persona. Cool rap name. That's hilarious. Okay, I I have a feeling you're not gonna get this one. But born born in nineteen told you that Justin. Born born in nineteen oh five. What was the man Bumpy Johnson known for? Selling drugs. Yeah. He was known as the godfather of Harlem, a prolific and infamous drug dealer for much of his life. Did you My actually you knew that? Yeah. You knew that? Yes. That's the one you got. This this was one of right, them. There's right. no way. There's make, no way. Make you no sense, right? Okay. Like, isn't, isn't Blue Magic about that, though? Like, Denzel Washington did a movie about it. He that. was later. American Gangster. Oh, that yeah, happened later. Yeah. This bumpy uh, Johnson was, was 1905. He was born. But Denzel in that movie plays Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy Johnson. Uh, no, he, he was his like predecessor. Bumpy Johnson, I don't say was he was wasn't in the movie, but he was. Remember when he died and then Denzel took yep. over. Yep. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So there you go. And that's uh, why he knew that drug dealer answer. Move there on. you go. There you go. <laughs> Very into drug. Yeah. Culture. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's right. <laughs> all right. And since this this is perfect for you, I think who is the godfather of storytelling rap? Atmosphere. No. Or think slug. Of, think, wait, think, oh. like, think of an OG. Like, a, a, like way Atmosphere. Wait, wait, wait. So, wait, There's this is not like a subjective thing here? Like, no, this no, is, no, no. Like, commonly known in hip-hop as like this. Oh, this uh, is Slick the, Rick. There you go. There you go. Okay, okay. That's it. I thought you were just asking me, like, who's the godfather to me, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a great one. But I was like, there's... Slug is, is relatively new compared to this guy. Who's, even though Slug, Slug's yeah, been yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad you, you're like the first interview I've ever done that knew who Slug was. I'm like, this dude is so unappreciated. Yo, and, bro, yeah, we, we know hip hop over here. People bro. think Atmosphere is the rapper, but that's that's the, right. that's that's the, the duo. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, Mar, like Mars Ill. There's two guys. All right. So that was the trivia game. You you got you got like the hard ones, and the ones <laughs> I thought you would get, you would you didn't get them, but that's all right. Um, all right. How do you spell your hometown? Uh, is there <laughs> another E? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So Luke, Luke, take it away for the run it back game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, in a run it back, this is where I dig in the crates and I go find some of your old verses. Oh, I'm, boy. Yeah. So this is. I'm going to get these wrong, too. Yeah. Mo- yeah. This is the fun part for me, though, because I get to geek out and rap part of your verse and then you pick up where I leave off. Oh no! I I had an argument with the cover right earlier. He he quoted a bar. I was like, "Bro, I did not say that." Like, <laughs> I oh, swear yo, right. pray for my memory, guys. So so at least the the least you could do is just tell me if you remember what project it's on or what the name of the song is. Okay. Okay, I'll try. All right. So we we got here. Here we're gonna start out. Here we go. 
Yeah, homie, that's what my daddy is. King over all y'all. Y'all ain't even Caspian. The Rain Martyrs in the making. No. Or it's it's a solo record? Uh it's uh it's from a mixtape. Who is Mark James one? Yeah. Ah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Do, it's what's from the, the what's your the song? song? Your song is incredible. It's verse one. You wasn't supposed to give him the answer, bro. You both let Yo, him hear me get that. I, I rarely go back and like appreciate old music, but like I think I love Priest and Cambino's verses on that joint. Like we we still I'm always like, yo, when we're gonna do this incredible part too. Like that yeah. that joint was that that, was that joint was kind of fire. Right, it was. Yeah, it I like this. Yeah. Man, you always got punchlines though. I love I love listening, digging into your lyrics. So all right, here, you, here, here's the second one. Uh I get on my Matthew six double three, seeking his kingdom first because he's tougher than dungarees, feeling like a princess among the thieves. Without Jesus, I got it bad, like when Usher sings. Every word? Yep. Can you that rhyme is... any of it? Can you rhyme any of it? Uh got it bad like what well, that just sings um nope that's about all i could rap it was um that was who was mark james the second one right yeah okay yeah yeah that was actually supposed to be on an album called everywhere that's the only re- re- uh oh okay i love that line i'm no sitcom but i'm seeking his will and grace yeah that's good I'm gonna read nah, that bro, one. The, the, the follow up, bro. The lyrics without the spirit are like birthday parties. So you're left with punchlines and a spill for cake. <laughs> Yo, that joint. When I heard that joint in 2012, I almost crashed my car, bro. <laughs> oh my you, god. You would, yeah, good thing you didn't. Then you wouldn't you might have not been here to do this to do this interview. Yeah. Yo, I took it took me like two days to figure out how to I knew like I had something with the whole punchline. And a you know the cake thing, but I'm like I couldn't figure out. Usually I write all my raps like in like 13 seconds, but that one was like I was thinking critically on that one. All right, we're trying one, to. This is one I'm hoping you could rap a little bit of, but who knows? Uh, all right. So it goes like this: Listen, I was tripping, I was living, and my lights was off, kind of like I ain't paid my bill. On the real, yo, my sight was lost. Um, that's uh that's on a that's on a feature though, ain't it? Yep. Hands up with seven. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Can you go a little more? Uh, give me, give me, give me. Can you give me like four more words? I'm- what do you say? I had that bad knee because I would fall by his cross till he raised me up and hired me. Like a boss. Um. Uh, wait. It's it's hard when you hear it, like just kind of yeah. like spoken. I take the scripture me up and lesson. Me like a boss. Wait. Wait. What was it? I take the scripture lesson. Been addressing. Uh. My guy's like a narcoleptic. You know he's interesting. Get it? Interesting. I never mind. It's better by let it slide on a real the flesh really gotta die. My pen describes how he's been divine, been divine, been divine. Enough of these double entendres. Just one of my lanes. Some everyone, every single one of my con, bro, or something. I don't even remember the rest. That's dope. Yeah. Oh, that interesting bar was kind of dope too. Yeah. I've heard it a lot now. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure uh, Cutright has, especially in battle rap. You you hear a lot of the same uh, punchlines. Yo, they're lightweight ruining punchlines for everyone because it's like everyone's using. You know, stretching out this caterpillar to the butterfly, make it like so whack. I hate it. I hate it. Everybody's this, bro. It's really like that's why I really still don't watching it. Like I try to watch like the the bros, you know, that I I, I try to support or. But everybody's so like copies of every, every 
you know, I'm just glad they started letting my guy uh, pass stay on smack, man. Cause I'm like, we need that type of diversity in battle rap. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like battle rap used to be so, at least I, if you remember back in like, you know, the slug days with idea and, and uh, the blaze battles, it was, it was just like mad. It was very diverse almost, you know? Yeah, what's crazy, bro, like when Propaganda was on, we were talking about Propaganda because he battled Blue at like LA, Battle for uh, battle for LA in like 2003. He's up there talking about when he was battling, you know what I'm saying? So Caps was out there getting it in. Propaganda, I didn't know he battled. That's dope. Yeah. So All my the, battles were in like crappy nightclubs. <laughs> so, yeah, you, uh, you got through the uh, run it back portion of the games. So Was I three for three? Good job, you kind of on, on, on the names of the song. I think it's funny again. You you figured out the words of a feature and not your not your own track. My own, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My wife is is in the kitchen right now. She's probably just rolling her eyes because I got a trash memory, man. <laughs> you good? We got we got the one. That's all we all right. needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I knew who Bumpy Johnson was. All right, guys. <laughs> that, that was great. And 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 you threw a, a slug shout out, which nobody ever talks about slug. Do you know do you know uh Mac Lethal? Do you yeah. know who that is? Yeah, he battled too. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's somewhat of a you know a friend of mine. So Grizzlemania, man. Come on. He Mac who did he battle? Was it a real deal? Or the sword? He battled somebody. Thesaurus. Thesaurus, yeah. And he won he won Scribble Jam twice. I That's think. insane. Scribble Jam, I, I don't know if it was just one year or was it in Cincinnati every year? Like, um, bro, you're taking it all the way back. Yeah, Scribble Jam. It was I, funny, bro, because you kind of look like Real Deal now that you said Real Deal name. Bro. That's funny. That's funny. Yo, he's an, he's he's been an animal for a minute, man. He's a good dude, too. All right. So, Bumps, we are, we are out of the, the treacherous games, and now we're going to ask you questions that you have to give us answers for these, and they're your own opinion. So it's fantastic. This is called the 101, where you are going to take us to school. You, we're going to ask you questions, and you are going to give us those answers. So, cut. Lead it off with your first question. All right. So this latest album is called The Chaos is Beautiful. What is the meaning behind the title, and how did you arrive at this conclusion? Um. <clears throat> It, I thought it perfectly describes my life, honestly, with, uh, well, I did have six kids. I have seven now at the crib. Um, my sister passed away in September and, um, praise God. Like I got, you know, guardianship over my nephew. He's like the same age as my, one of my sons and stuff, but full time, you know, I've been holding a full-time job down for 15 years, like a real stressful job, too high demanding. And then just some of the stuff in the, in my personal life, it's just, it's, nothing short of chaos it really is and just it was just about finding balance and, and seeing life through the right perspective you know like as far as how just just all 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 the things i'm blessed with you know what i mean so just trying to see beauty within the chaos you know what i'm saying and hey man my, my condolences to you and your family on the loss of your sister thank you thank you i appreciate it man yeah sorry to hear that man uh so maybe maybe you could talk about the time that you had between your last project and this project. There's a lot of time there. So I'm just, uh, I, I think from hearing the project now, we know there's probably a lot of growth and healing, but maybe there's something you could talk about with that. 
Um, now we talking about from album to album or vent sessions to to this this project from album to album. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say because I've been doing a lot of like you know interviews and stuff re- recently. Like nobody likes half the people don't even know I put out a, a full project two years ago. It was a, a mixtape, but we uh, re released like the the what you call it, the originals or rather. But um, you know what it was? It was it was it was, it was a little bit of like a few different things really it it wasn't just me like stepping away I think um like the two albums I made with with Biz obviously or some people probably a lot of people don't know about this but like I was the first cat that was signed to GOM it was just me and Biz so really it was just all I had to do was write raps and send them to him like almost to the point of like I wouldn't have to worry about hooks features none of that stuff and as the game started to change and streaming started coming into play um, it was just vastly changing everything and, and biz was signing new artists and things like that. It was kind of like, you kind of had to start grinding more independently. And I was still like massively ignorant of the business side of things. I didn't know, all I knew how to do was write raps. Like in, in a lot of ways, like that was like me grossly neglecting my gift for years because it was just, it, I won't say like it was being done for me. Like I was just like this man child of, of some sort, but it was just like, that's what why a label situation always worked for me in light of like you know I've I didn't always have seven kids but I always had a I was you know a, a larger family where you know you're always getting like dang I, how do you do it in a full time job so it was like all I needed to do was write raps and send it in and uh, so it was like as the game kind of changed and Biz signed more artists and he had more responsibility like he couldn't you know what I mean I kind of had to learn how to do it do a lot of things myself on top of just life stuff too that just kind of, you know, it was just, it was a lot of, lot of different things. And, and, and the best way I can describe it is like, maybe just God was telling me to go sit down somewhere really, mm. uh, you know, in light of maybe some, you know, just stuff I needed to work through. Cool. Thanks. All right. So you mentioned that you, you have like these, these projects in between the projects, but your core projects, is it, when you put these albums out, is it like a culmination of, of, music that you've kind of put together over the years from the last project or is it like you know what i think it's time to write an album and you sit down and you just you just throw it out um more so the latter i would say yeah um just because i i had i had to eat a lot of good music that came off the back of uh man vs machine which was my last what 2015 album and but it just because it was dated um and that was during a time where i was like yo why isn't any of this music like what's going on with biz like he's not getting back to me like he he, not like he was like not talking to me but it was like stuff wasn't moving on the music side of things if that made any sense you know what I mean and that could have had stuff to do with what he was going you know what was going on with him and you know it's kind of like my CEO is also the biggest artist on the on the label too so it's kind of like I want to say a conflict of interest but I know I understand he has his own stuff to deal with he got a family and all that stuff but um Man, I, I wasn't sure if I was even, I, I, I was kind of done, to be honest, before event sessions. And um, this is why I always like, I, I can't praise them enough. Um, and this was on top of like the life stuff. There was just mad stuff going on. Like uh, my mom passed away suddenly. And then um, if, just, just stuff that I won't even get into. But I was kind of like, just kind of just going all the way through it. Hadn't made music, wasn't, you know buzzing like I once was you know and I guess every artist who kind of have 
have had a platform or a buzz and then kind of like brought, been brought back to earth kind of can attest to that like dang like dang homie in, in, in 15 you was the man homie <laughs> you know and it's almost like a shot at your ego but so it's like well I'm not about to make I, I, I one is like I'm too far along in my career to like build a fan base again you know what I'm saying like so and that's just I was just me in my own head probably so it wasn't until Dayton and Seth just kind of was like just drug me out the house into the studio and was like that you're you're making this project essentially like I'm I'm speaking metaphorically but um you know even like Seth funded a lot of event sessions which to this day it's, to me is but was besides my album that comes out on Friday what is is my best work, you know what I mean like we spent thousands of dollars like sonically doesn't I listen I can't even listen to man vs machine now it's like a song randomly came on in the shuffle when I was in the car and I was just like oh gosh this sounds terrible like you know what I mean so um but that's why it was called Vince Sessions you know it was just kind of like it was like therapy you know what I mean um just yeah. kind of going through or you know what was going on and then um yeah so let, let me follow up on that so how you said it's kind of like the ladder where it's like, all right, time to make an album. So you made the album, the stuff that you were coming up with, do you think it's stuff that you've been holding on to that you haven't been able to write about since before, or do you feel like it just, it's, that's all you in the moment. And if it passed and you didn't make music about it, then that's it. You didn't make music about it. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Cause I'm very like, uh, man, I said this before and, and like, I, I don't want to like, remove myself from the realm of like lying or capping like I know every person is capable of doing those things but like I can't typically I cannot write about anything other than like what is real in my life at the time you know what I mean like it's it's almost like um and that's kind of where like I even said I'm uh one of my singles uh circles that we dropped in February but I was just like I'm sick and tired of making emo rap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but it was just like, it was just a reflection of what I was going through and I couldn't make anything other than that. You know, I wanted to get back to, and, and praise God, like I'm in a, in a season where it's like, I need to give people this car bars project, which is straight bars, like what people have come to know me over the years for. But to try to tie it into what you were saying, like usually mute, the music I'm making is like uh, just a reflection of what I'm currently going through. Um, and just that's pretty much all, all I can get out. I, I would, I don't think I would sound very convincing. Like if I'm just going through it, going through it and trying to make a praise the Lord, you know, track, or, you know, like a, remember the, the crunk for Jesus records back in the day, you know, like Cartwright knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yo, yeah. And that, yo, that, that kind of ties into, you know, the next question that I had. So like from your previous projects into this one, there's a level of transparency and vulnerability uh, that most artists shy away from that you, you know, take head on. Many would fear how some of the struggles you share, the stories of fighting, will cause them to uh, cause, excuse me, would, would wrestle with how that would cause them to look in the eyes of their fans. Uh, that, But you boldly open the closet and let the skeletons fall where they may. Um, when you could easily just make the you turn up red. You know what I'm saying? And good. Yeah. So how important is it to you to share those parts of your faith walk with your listeners? Uh, I think it's, man, I can't even say like in hindsight, like I, I understood maybe what God was doing, but 
I would, not that I need credit for it, but like even going back to 2012, my first album, like, you know, painting paragraphs on, on God Over Money, I was going through, or I was coming out of divorce. I was wilding out. Like I was living t- like reckless. Right. But I was like, at the time, it, that was in the thick of that era when it wasn't really accepted to make music like that. Like, I'm not saying I was the only one doing it, but like, I didn't know too many artists that were being transparent like that. It's different now. Like pe- more, it's more people do it. It's not, it's not. And I, I think that's a good thing. Like where we're, we're to a point, you know what I mean? Where people don't have to, I think we've almost went too far where cats are like almost like glorifying it in a, in a, in a weird way, or we're kind of in this weird space to where like Christian rap is kind of like secular. It really is just not, it's just like, it's like kids bop secular. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, yeah, it's just, there's not really like, Anyway, neither here nor there, but like I do think part of that that transparency thing where that's accepted is a good thing, really. Um, and yeah, man, when I you know from from the get go, um, it wasn't really too many people doing that. Um, but I'm more grateful for it now, especially because it's a lot of my music now is still very transparent. Like Ben Sessions was very transparent. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if I fully answered the question. No, that's good. That's good. Hey, so I, I got to, this came up earlier when we were talking. And so they're like, Hey, you should ask him about this. But so this is going to show my age. Um, there's this old trans Siberian orchestra song called the old city bar. And if you haven't heard it, you should go listen to it because it's pretty much like the old head version of your, um, your diner waitress owner story. So it's really, yeah. Yeah. So they do a, it's a Christmas song. Um, called the Old City Bar by Trans Siberian Orchestra. It's like it's not really the greatest song, but the story is kind of similar. Um, and it's one like, record. It's one song, but it's like 15 minutes long. Yeah, and I got you. Uh, a homeless guy comes in off the street. You know, it's Christmas time. The bartender helps him out. The owner sees it all. Like it's like really cool. So anyway, same. Wait, wait, wait. The same. Yeah. <laughs> the like waitress. You're kidding me. <laughs> So this is yeah, disappointing should, actually because now, now I have to explain how my record came about because I did not bite the trans Siberian right. <laughs> right. So that no, no, you're the good. genuine you're good. look on your face tells us that you had no idea about it. So yeah, I'm like, I'm no, hell go ahead. No, he like you found out. I don't know what was going <laughs> on. Who, who listens to that? Oh my gosh, yo, that's I thought they just did like where they were an orchestra because I swear I've been to that like christmas play before but it was like i don't remember lyrics or anything yeah. i don't know man yeah i mean he said it wasn't uh, the greatest song so maybe yeah it's not really great but i mean how would they have shared the the shared the instrument like through instrumentation like i don't how so there was vocals on it? there's vocals on it and it's just like an acoustic guitar it's like really stripped back um the only reason i know about it so i'm a pastor and uh okay. music pastor here in las vegas and my old pastor at my church in denver this was like his favorite Christmas song. And so we had to do it every once in a while. And so that's the Yo, only that's reason I crazy. know about it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I swear I did not know about it. <laughs> For the record. For the record. Um, so anyway, yeah, the, the second part of this question is about that. Can you talk about weaving uh, those stories in and out of what you were doing? Maybe if you had a certain creative approach to, to this project, you could talk about that. Yo, so... Um, I wish there was some like master plan I could take credit for. Honestly, um, to kind of touch on like what Justin was saying earlier, 
I write a lot of music in a very short period of time. Like it's not uncommon for me to go six months out the year without even writing a rhyme or anything like that. And then I just get in these, it's always been like that my whole life where I'll just, I'll, I think sometime in December, I probably wrote, there was at least a week stretch where I wrote two records a day. Um, but that one in particular, that joint, I swear, came about in at least no more, like the, the first part, the homeless guy, dude, I, was, I think I was driving home from the studio. And I remember because like, this is there's some irony here. I pulled it. I was about to get home. And I pulled it. I was I started to think of the first couple bars of that record. I was just listening to beats and stuff. And uh, I pulled into a diner parking lot. <laughs> um, or it's not even a diner. It's like a restaurant. But it's, you know, what I'm saying for the sake of irony here. And I probably wrote that record, that first one in like 30 minutes and then shot it to biz. Not, didn't even think of nothing, especially with the vibe of it. Like, it's almost like it's got a real, like, you know, uh, backpack type of, you know, bar. I, I don't know, just something I would have never thought biz hit me right back. Like, with a crazy, like, you know, positive response. Like, what? Like, what are you? All right, weirdo. Like, all right, to each his own, right? You know what I mean? I didn't say that, but you know what I'm saying? I'm just like... I don't get it sometimes. Sometimes you think you wrote like the next, you know, thriller and then you send it to him and he's just like, nah, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, but what do I know? But so anyway, I wrote that about the homeless guy first. And then he hit me back like, Hey, cause you should, you should write it from the waitress's perspective. And I was not thrilled about that. I was like, are you kidding me, man? Like that's at that point, it felt like I'm like, you know, your personal trainer is like trying to work you out and you're like, I don't want to do this, you know? So I'm like, all right, whatever. And then, you know, a day or two later, I wrote that one. And again, he was like, what if we did a project called Bumpy's Diner and you wrote the third one from, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, first of all, absolutely not. We're not calling it Bumpy's Diner. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I wish I could take credit for it. Those were his ideas. The, the last two, I mean, obviously he didn't, I wrote the records, but uh, those, I just wrote the one about the homeless dude and he offered the suggestion. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. That's dope. And that's kind yeah. of how it, yeah. That's really cool. I I mean, it just speaks to the people you have around you that are watching your back that are trying to make you better, right? You know, like Nas yeah. when he did Illmatic, he had large professor there telling him, "No, this doesn't work. Do this." And you know, that's what made it like as epic as it is. So that's really cool to hear that. Um Yeah, man. One more thing about this project that we all notice is that there's little to no choruses or hooks throughout. Was that intentional? Did or you just wrote these flows and you're just like, "Hey, that's the song." Like, is there any? Did I send you the right version? Uh, well, I mean, there are hooks, there are courses, but uh, they're little. They're they're maybe we, they don't loop forever. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I did feel like there was some songs like uh, Spaz didn't have a hook to it. You know? Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, Johnson kind of had a hook though. Yeah, it was yeah that, well, that was the hook. It repeated. That oh, was okay. The intention was that was supposed to be the, the spasm, spasm, that that part. Right, okay, okay. My bad. I think that he was feeling like, like Murphy Lee. He was like, I don't need no hook on this beat. Yeah. Yo, if I didn't need choruses, I would drop an album once every two months for real. Like, I, right, I swear right. that's my biggest obstacle, man, is like getting choruses back and hooks. Fair enough. That's good. Who's next? All right. So Dayton told me right, right before I came on here that the song – so sophistry is that how you, that's how you pronounce it <clears throat> sophistry was one sophistry. of the sophistry was well, you know what i could be wrong you could be you know what i'm saying like i'm batting like 400 right now so you might be right actually so dayton told me that song 
was one of the the last tracks that you put together on the album. Um, and the things that Dayton spoke about might make people think about like Kid Cudi on SNL and and Lil Nas X, but he told me that his verse was recorded before both of these things even happened. Yeah, so, yeah. Do you have any other kind of prophetic or like God timing type stories about this album that that made it even more relatable than it was supposed to be? Oh man, I don't know if I could say that like prophetic. Um, and I, I appreciate uh, Luke's observation about the the courses. That was interesting, by the way. Um, I didn't realize this until the the album was completed because I I went into this process with like forty records, like not sure what biz was going to narrow down and pick. Um, but when I heard the like you know the ones we selected, I'm like I've I've never considered myself someone who is a storyteller. Um, but I was kind of like shocked at like how much storytelling and stuff that I'm, I'm writing from someone else's perspective. Uh, like my, my favorite record on the album is with Evan uh, Ford is called, uh, or love or hate, hate that I love you. Or, or I don't know what we call it. love to hate, hate to love, whatever. Um, it's something on the album. You get the idea, but um, it's a record about, you know, actually a friend of mine, um his words i shouldn't say that like air him out but it was like you know i've seen him struggle with addiction for years and uh you know just kind of writing that from his, his you know his perspective and then the whole disporo um that's actually turning into something that i mean i've never i've never experienced uh the feedback that i have on this record or the video drops on thursday but um like i i teared up in the booth recording this and that's never happened. I, I I almost feel corny saying that, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to like get some points or something, but like, and then seeing like um, people, you know, we shot the video, Ryan Lamar, who's like, you know, Ryan Lamar is the, the, the goat, you know what I'm saying? And we got actors on set and all this stuff. And like to see people like legitimately crying over like lyrics that I wrote was just blown away, blown away. Even like I, I reposted it the other day, but like the dude who edited the video said the same thing. I'm like, man, God, I hope he uses this record. Um, and uh, I'll just tell you guys, because obviously this interview might come out afterwards, but like I wrote that record from, um, I had a family member um, and they don't even know this, but like um, uh, tried to kill himself. He, he shot himself and lived. And he's got uh, like three little kids. And uh, I remember I had a conversation with him around a fire, uh, um, you know, like two, three weeks after it happened. It was just like seeing, I don't say his energy, but like it was it just, it, it did something to me to where it was like, you can just tell like he didn't want to die. Like it was, and I, I can't imagine how many people made that decision and never was afforded that second opportunity. Um, so when, when I started writing that record, man, it was just one of those things where almost like, the uh the shun by society record i wrote um where it's like it sounds corny but like it's just like the like this guy's spirit just started writing it's like i wasn't even sure where it was going and it was like i was having this internal dialogue with myself as i'm writing it but from the perspective of like the dude's kids taking their anger out on the dude who just tried to kill himself the father you know what i'm saying and that's where like and it's just the, the passion that came through the music was just like I was just, I just felt like I was just happy to be there, like along for the ride. I didn't know what was going on. Just, you know, not to probably sound, that probably sounded like really weird or like hyper-spiritual, but like, I, I, I didn't set off with this, you know what I mean? For I, I'm, I'm lightweight shocked at how everything turned out, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, no, absolutely. No, those are, those are like great stories. 
surrounding it too, right? Like it, it gives you the, it kind of gives you the picture of, of how this really shaped together and whether intentional or not, it's part of the, the narrative of, of, you know, how that God timing or that propheticness just shaped it together. So just, yeah. thank you. I feel like we uh, kind of tapped into this a little bit earlier, but maybe you could expand if you wanted. Um, I just feel like GOM has a supremely deep roster of not only lyricists, but strong leaders in their faith. Um, and so what's it like to be part of a collective like that? Um, are you inspired creatively or spiritually or whatever? Like, what's that like? Uh, man, um, honored, really honored. Like, I... Sometimes I just be like a like a fan in there, like how how am I with these guys? You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm like, I don't see myself that dope, like, you know, or at least as dope as everybody else. And man, I was just listening to AI's project too. Like, yo, she is incredible. Like, cause nowadays you gotta be able to do everything, man. You know, like sing, rap, you know, shoot your own videos, uh, you know, choreograph your own dances, and it's like. I don't know how to do much of anything other than look awkward when I'm trying to dance and rap a little bit. So, you know, <laughs> um, it, but it's, it's, it's humbling. It's humbling. I remember, after, uh, man, just, you know, I've known biz for almost a, probably a decade, maybe even longer now, but, and that's like, that's my guy. Like, you know, we, that's my, like my, my big bro, but even drive, I was driving back from Chicago after shooting a video for that Disporo, And I was just like, overwhelmed with gratitude like bro thank you for you know i don't know if i panned out or well, I'll, I'll ever pan out the way he you know might have thought like i'm not that i'm not nf or pulling his numbers or whatever you know what i'm saying but like i'm just grateful that i got to come along for the ride this experience and travel the country and see lives change and you know people come up to me and say thanks just for being honest and you know it's just crazy how you know what we, i was talking about with cut right a little bit ago about honesty and just sharing my my flaws and and being open about my sin in a sense, not glorifying, but like, and how many people have came up to me after shows and just like tell me how that blessed them, like, and I'm like, how how does that work, God? You know what I mean? Just you know, I'm gonna say uh, hearing me too, but that's I know that means something not different nowadays. But I heard somebody say that a long time ago. Like some of the most comforting words you could hear is me too. Um, and it's, it's kind of true. Like when you, when somebody else, you know, kind of like is going through something similar, you know what I mean? It can be, can be super helpful. Uh, uh, so you, you kind of, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but in your, in your, your, your previous answer, but I just wanted to ask him, since you have an incredible ability to pack a punch in almost every single bar, you write showcasing a pin that could easily earn you a spot on King of the Dot, RBE, URL. Do you feel pressured as an artist to conform your sound to suit the majority of today's fan who prefer vibes over bars? Um, no, because I know I couldn't do it. In the same way, and I, I just spoke about this too in another interview, but I was like, those guys are incredible at what they do. They really are. Um, but it's, it's almost like a different genre of music. It's, I mean, this, it's sonically so different than what, you know what I mean? Um, so it's like, Hovey could never do what I do and vice versa. Like I can never do what he does. You know what I'm saying? And he makes incredible music. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I just, that was a name off the top of my head for the record. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like that, though, that wavy lane, 
it's 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 super different because I like I like that stuff. I really do. And I mean, even just I don't want to say I keep my ear to the you know what's popping because I do I enjoy a lot of that stuff. Um, but I know I I, I can't make it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know if that answered the question, but I, it's not really. I don't feel a pull to try to do that. Although you still want to like, you know, I'm not out here making like, you know, like hella dated sounding, you know. Walking down the street with my Kango wall, you know, I'm like, I'm not sounding like I'm rapping in 87, but yeah, so you do kind of, there is a, I feel like it's a natural conformity to what, like, I feel like Biz has done a really good job of doing that too, like kind of with the modern sound, but also letting, you know, like I'm not to be played with on this mic here, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just a balance. I, I, cause I obviously, as I know you, you know, like just from a writer to another, like, that's that's always what you want to like you, you know you want your pen to uh you know but sometimes that could have been that could be to our detriment too though like look at m like a lot of eminem's new music is just like like bro like you're you focus far too much on making your rhymes clever and it's it's coming at the expense of your music like sonically it's not a lot of this isn't sounding good you know what i mean and that's something that like these new vibey cats like honed in on like where it's like music there's a i don't say it's not mysterious but there's something more than clever lyrics so if you could do both that'd be great yeah it's like what they say with battle rappers never make good music they're incredible in that moment the battle they'll hit you with like yeah you know, all these all these reversals and and everything but it's like all right now just make a song that we can enjoy listening to without yeah. trying to, without trying to the, kill us. The saga, bro. The saga makes no, fire no, no. music, bro. I, I oh, know. I know saga. Tail off, past Aiken rap his tail off. I heard Big K's music. I've heard a lot of these guys' music, and it yeah, sounded it's dope to me, man. Like, it wasn't dated either. Like, it was like, this is fire, bro. Like, but that, but the majority saying, that's the, of that's them the often, are trash, though. Yeah, Those that's... Who Surf might be one of the best battle rappers that makes the, the best music I don't, I would say him and Arsenal make incredible music. It sounds that's just because like, that's because they're by they're they're connected to Joe Buttons, who is top five dead or alive. That's why. You, that's that might be facts. Yeah, Joe I, Joe Budden does not get the respect he deserves. I, they got him out here playing podcaster, but I'm like, man, that's not the Joe Button I know. Will rip your head off lyrically. Bro, like, you, we just became best friends, bro. You, you want to go in the garage and do karate? Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm on my way. Don't touch his drum set. Um, <laughs> hey, I love nerding out about this stuff too because we got to talk about atmosphere. You know who Mac Lethal is. Do, do you like Brother Ali? Brother Ali's probably the best battle rapper. Come on, Shadows of the Sun, man. Shadows still of the Sun. Crazy, bro. Champion, man. All right. Facts. Facts. All right. All right. All right. Last. Last question, and uh, we'll let you get on with your life. And Luke also has a uh, his son's baseball game to get to. Um, so. With, with the way that music is consumed now, it's like super rapid fire and often. So what were some of the challenges that you faced in dropping this project? And do you think that you're going to be a little more consistent moving forward? Or is it like kind of back back to the exact same formula that you were doing before because it, it works for you? So I'm like four projects in the queue right now. Like I, 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 was, I grinded so much within the months of like September to December. I wrote, like I said, I went to biz with like 40 records and he was like, yo, we were trying to finish one. He was like, I think you have the next two done. 
And, and I don't know if that's going to be another full length album, but I know I at least have another EP of records that like, I'm like, nice. oh, man, this is so much stronger than this one on the album or, you know, like where I'm like, I know I got some good records. And then I, I, I just finished. It's actually I'm getting mixes back now for uh, I got a project with my homie Promise, who's like in my top five that are alive. Um, and Kat, he's he is criminally underrated. He's the, by far probably the most underrated uh, CHH dude I've ever heard. Dude's got mixtapes with Drake. Last single had Janae Aiko on it, but CHH don't pay attention to him too much, or yet, rather. So me and him have been making music for years, so we finished up our project, which is going to be, like, mad different from what Cats uh, is, is dang near, like, I won't say it, but it's it's different than what Cats are accustomed say to hearing. It, say um, it. People just sleep on Canadian yeah. rap in general, man. Besides, Drake. we were just talking about Shad Dude. earlier, man. Shad we were talking about Shad, Shad earlier, bro. Dude, even even the young dudes, you guys have to like Darren Falana or um, just they got mad. They've been, they've always Canada, Toronto has always yeah. been a hub of like stupid talent, man. Like, right. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm talking my album on Friday um, drops. At least another EP, my full length joint I got with Promise at some time. It, you know, obviously I got to align this with business release schedule and then um, uh, a collaborative project with the squad at some point as well. So can't give details on that. I've been but, hearing um, about that for so long already. So I guess yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Um, this is like so, yeah. I can't, re- I can't lay low into all of that. You know, I, I mean, I might lightweight be able to lay low and still look like I'm busy with all these things I got, you know, already in, in the works. But to go back to your original question, as far as like the biggest challenge um, and moving forward. So like, yo, first of all, it's always mad. It's so confusing and hard to process as an artist to like hear things like, you know, like constantly. And don't get me wrong. It's always appreciated. It's always appreciated when someone says you're the most underrated rapper or slept on rapper and CHH, yada, yada, yada. Right. But like, so it's like, I know, I've known for a long time, I had this core fan base, but what I found the most frustrating, honestly, is like, let's say you have, I could have, what I don't know what I have, like over a little bit over 15,000 followers on IG, but when I post something, IG shows it to like 200 people. It's like, you get what I'm saying? And I, I'm just throwing out numbers there, but it's just like, it's crazy what the platforms are doing and it's harder to get music into the hands of people who want your music, if that makes sense. Um, so what I want to do, and I always kind of felt weird about this with the whole Patreon thing and like monetizing it, but like, I'm at a point where it's like, yo, I'm just trying to make music for you guys. Like the people who rock with me, the people who want the bars or, you know, the, um, I just literally, I, I Pete is about to be on my head if they would have seen. I just pushed my cat off the table. He's, <laughs> he's about to just spill a drink on my laptop. Anyway, um, that was the most the most frustrating thing though is is uh, these platforms and like, you know, it, it, in my mind I'm like, yo, if if I'm if I have a hundred thousand people on your platform, like at least show them to half people. You know what I'm saying? Like, can I can we do half at least? Like, because I'm in some regards like they're here for me. And other artists or what, you know, people follow their own interests. So it's, there's a part that's like, dag, you know, that's not, don't seem fair that you can intentionally, I don't know if it's intentional, man, algorithms change so much. So it's just been that man and trying to navigate to like different marketing things. And, you know, it's been, it's been that like the, obviously making music is always fun and, and, uh, but it's just most frustrating when it's just like, you have people that want music from you, they enjoy hearing from you, but it's just like, bridging that gap of like informing them like hey i'm making music over here you know what i mean to where it's not 
I have people all the time like, yo, I didn't, I didn't even know. Oh, you're dropping, you know, bro. it's funny because my wife never sees my posts on IG and she don't even follow <laughs> people. Like, you know, it just in general conversation, we'll laugh about it, but it's, it's just, it's funny. You know what I'm saying? Like we live in the same house together and like my joints don't come across her feed ever. Maybe she has me blocked. Even the, you know, the trailers we dropped, like, you know, you could spend thousands of dollars on these cinematic movie theater trailers and stuff. And, and on this, music that you've just poured your soul into and then like they, the, it's so weird man but like they don't perform as well as my car bars do like you mean to tell me i could rap in front of my phone like in a par- random parking lot in sears or something and like for some reason just it's finds favor with the ig yep. algorithm and you know this weird man i don't get it what do i know yep yep all right man well that's it you, you have run through the gauntlet of Pen Game 101. So, Bumps, the final word for you. Why should we pick up The Chaos is Beautiful? Man, so if you're a fan of lyricism, storytelling, um, uh, man, this is by far my best work, man. Like, honest to God, it's, it's by far. I, I poured my heart and soul into this project. And uh, sonically, I think uh, I think people are, are going to really like it. Um but yeah, yeah, I, I I don't know how much of a sales pitch I'm making here, but uh, you should pick it up because it will it, it will increase your vertical 10 to 12 inches, your jump shot 35% to 40, give or take on the day. And um, it's it's proven to let the guys have more success with the ladies. So uh, no, I'm just- <laughs> pick it up now. Pick it up now. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys so much, man. Wait, so Bumps, much. I have one, I have one, 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 one last question. One last question, right? Yeah. So when you go out after dark, is it considered bumping tonight? Yeah, yeah, well, we are. Uh, we are best you. friends. We're we are done. best friends. <laughs> That's our cue. Hey, do, thank hey, you. Hey, it was nice meeting you. Because you might, you probably sound just like me with the dad jokes. Uh, uh, I, I got no kids. kids. That's why I'm making oh, jokes. Yes. He no is. Kids. He is the kid. He's he's his own dad. <laughs> that is mad, bro. Uh, it it technically is bumps of the night for sure. For sure. <laughs> nice All right, man. Thank you so much. Good to meet you. All right, likewise, gentlemen. Justin, Luke, co-write. I'll see you guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on, bro. Peace. All right, so that was Pen Game 101 with Bumps Inf. And uh, he ran through the gauntlet, of course, of questions, the games. We we gave you the pen. He gave us some solid answers. It was a little touch and go for the games, but I think he had (laughs) some of the most fun of anyone that was on here, which was, of course, super dope. Cut right through in his jokes. Cut right had that chemistry because I mean that that's what you do. Uh, and you know the bars, but it was the bar. We was there. We were there. We were there. We talked about a lot of uh, midwestern hip hop that that are that don't often get spoken about. So those guys are always awesome. Um, Cut right, we'll kick it to you, and then Luke, uh, give us your final thoughts. Yeah, so um, I thought that the album was uh, very well put together. It is in the form of of um, hip-hop classics um it, it follows the, the the blueprint with the storytelling the bars everything is there that you can ask for there's most definitely a wild ride that'll speak to your heart uh but also leave you in entertained and dizzy with all the punches you know it's like my like rope dope with muhammad ali you know what i'm saying so he did a wonderful job pick that joint up if you like bars 
if you don't like bars, if you are, you know, like Pokemon, whatever, bro, don't matter, pick that album up. Dope. Yeah. Uh, for me, I thought this was his best album. This is his best project he put out. I actually forgot about the uh, mixtape he put out a little bit ago. I remember listening to that. It was dope. But as far as like full length albums, I thought this was his best one. However, I would still have it at the bar. I don't feel like it was really above the bar. I thought it was a little shaggy. There was some bangers on here, though. I'm going to definitely playlist some of these. And, man, just to talk to him, I thought he was down to earth, just normal dude. It was really cool to chop it up with him a little bit today. And uh, just, yeah, it was really cool to be here with him, with you guys, too. Oh, thanks, Luke. So, uh, so shout out to all of you watching. Shout out to Bumps for joining us. We, we have two members of GOM under our belts. Dayton said he's interested. Dayton says he loves the show. So perhaps Dayton will be on next. And uh, we'll, we'll see. Eli, shout out to you wherever you are in this world, probably studying to make it through college, um, you youngster that you are. Um, and uh, we, will, we will see you all next time, everybody. Peace. Peace.